Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. May he open up our hearts and our minds to his word. Amen. The text is the Genesis 22 reading as printed in your service. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, if you watch TV, and I'm sure most of you do, you will see advertisement encouraging you to check out your ancestry. And they can find out a lot about people through the DNA. And we like to know sometimes who we're connected with, about who's involved in our past descendants. Well, this evening we focus upon the Jesse tree, which began in the Garden of Eden. And it leads to an elderly man by the name of Abraham. Now, he was not the promised seed, but it was through his descendants that the promised seed would come, namely Jesus Christ and the crucified. He was the link between Eden and Bethlehem. He was not a special person in that he was more worthy than anyone else. He was like us. He was simply chosen by the grace of God to be the one that God would bring forth his son through, his through the descendants of Abraham. And this evening we're considering the story that's it's a familiar story in Genesis 22 about Abraham uh, and uh, he was asked to prepare a sacrifice or offer his son as a sacrifice and he obediently did that and the son of promise the ne uh, and his son was a son of promise and a bearer of the prompt for the promised seed through the next generation but something happened when he was asked to sacrifice his son. Abraham knew that God would take care of it and that uh, his tree would grow and it's because of this root and namely Jesus that we would have a savior for all mankind. Modern genetics uh, can do tremendous things uh, I read that there was a man found in a parking lot in England and he was the king of England, the, Richard III. And how did they find out who he was? Well, in the 21st century, uh, they checked out the DNA of Richard III's brother and found that this is who it was. And this DNA is hidden from our eyes. We can't see it. But it's there. And sometimes, I don't know, I've never done it, gone to tea, uh, ordered this to have it done. But sometimes I've thought about it and wondered who is involved in our past? Who are we connected with? Well, in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned and disobeyed God and brought death upon all mankind, God the Creator promised a seed, a seed who would destroy or overcome the power of Satan and sin. And through generations, God was keeping that promise. 
after Adam and Eve sinned, there was the flood, and then along came Abraham, and his name was Abram at the time, and he was not a believer at the time. God came to him. He was one who lived uh, among people who were guilty of uh, idolatry, worshiping false gods. And God told Abraham, I want you to go to this country that I will give you. He made a promise. He said, I will make you a great nation. And uh, all nations of the world will be blessed through you, pointing to this promised seed, namely Jesus. Well, when God came to Abraham, both he and Abraham were beyond the age of having children. And one could wonder, well, how can that be? And though they had been married many years, they, Sarah never conceived. And the idea of having a child would seem to be impossible. And yet, with God, when he makes a promise, nothing is impossible. God promised them a son, and that son was born to Abraham and Sarah. And his name was Isaac. And more important than his name was the fact that through Isaac, the bearer of the seed, it would continue on. After Isaac was Jacob. After Jacob was uh, Judah. And after Judah would come along the line Jesse, and after Jesse, there would be Mary, a virgin, who would give birth to the promised Messiah, the one who would save mankind. And for all of this to take place, one might think it would be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. It's hard to imagine how Sarah and, and Abraham must have felt when they were promised by the Lord a son. Sarah must have been filled with great joy, and I'm sure that both Abraham and Sarah just spent a lot of time investing time in that son that they loved so dearly. He was the center of their world. And then God comes to him and said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Wow, that'd be tough. But the amazing thing is, is that Abraham willingly and obediently was ready to do what God had asked him to do. It was his son that he was going to sacrifice. And so he got the wood, he got the fire, he had the knife, and he and his son went to the place that God had sent them to. And Abraham lays his son upon that altar to sacrifice him. And certainly, Abraham felt a sadness in his own heart and yet he knew that this son was one who God would bring about many nations and through whom the promised Messiah would come. 
he had no doubt. And as it says in the book of Hebrews, it says, he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Abraham himself could not see the future, but he knew that God held the future in his hand. And he knew that with God, all things are possible. God, when he makes a promise, we can be sure, his promises never fail. Abraham knew that, and so should we. Isaac lives, and though he failed, sinned in many ways, like all of us do, he still fulfilled God's purpose. Isaac's descendants continued through the centuries. When Isaac blessed, uh, there was Jacob, and then when Jacob blessed his children, he blessed Judah and said that through him, that promised Messiah would come and it would go on down. That promised seed would remain in that line and it would go through David and then on to Mary. And God said out of that, the, the Messiah would be of the house and the lineage of David. We rejoice that God promised to send a savior. Abraham rejoiced that he and Sarah had a son in their old age. He rejoiced when his son was spared, but he also rejoiced in knowing that God would send his son to save mankind. We also rejoice in that promised seed. We're going to celebrate Christmas here in a few days, and we rejoice in that God kept his promise. And the angels came and announced the good news. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And God revealed to Joseph that that baby's name was to be called Jesus, for he would save people from their sin. Jesus is the promised seed, and Jesus is the root from which Jesse's tree grows. Jesus was reconciler of the past, the redeemer of the present, and the hope of the future. For we read in scriptures that God said, God, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting our sins against us. God made him, that is Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that in him we would be declared the righteousness of God. In Isaac, the seed, Jesus, born in human form of the Virgin Mary, was none other than the Son of God, he was the Lamb of God, whom God provided as the sacrifice for all sin. And now Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, has paid the debt. There was only one sacrifice needed for the sins of all mankind that would be complete, and that was in Jesus. For there is no more sacrifices needed. He not only paid the debt of our sin, he overcame the power of the grave, he defeated the power of Satan, and he lives and reigns. And because he lives, we too shall live.
for we will be brought forth from the grave when we pass from this life and we will live with him forever and eternity because he kept and fulfilled the promises that God made to all mankind in baptism, in the Lord's Supper, and in his word. He comes to us and he declares to us his love, his forgiveness, and his promise that whoever believes in him will never perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus is the root of Jesse, and it's all found in him. To God be the glory. Great things he has done, so loved he the world. He gave us his son. Amen.